0: Ciao, Konichiwa, Hello, for all the movie guys podcast fans, this is Jordan, along with Eric and Ed. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: <laughs> I caught off guard. That's yeah. exactly Salutations. what I'm
0: <laughs> I did that because uh, those were the hellos in the different languages of the top four countries that download us. Oh. did
1: you seriously learn that just for that?
0: I'm proud yes. of you. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, our number two most country that downloads us is Japan, followed by Germany, and then Italy. Oh. Ooh. So to so all our Japanese people, konnichiwa. Yeah. Konnichiwa. Yeah, yep. And, and, then, uh, and all my
1: paisans back in the boot. Much ciao. love. Danke.
0: <laughs> and, of course, are the Germans. How. all? <laughs> that, was that then? You
2: was an accent or, or a language or? say like, you know. I
0: don't know. I, I don't know. Siri translates I say Donka. Yeah, so like,
2: uh, I, I think I, I could probably put more, but I don't know. The only thing I retained in German from my high school was "Ich bin ein Kartoffel," which is "I am a potato." Of course. That's. Yeah. I, I took that to Munich with me. <laughs>
0: Um, And if the fans are hearing that, my voice is a little raspy today. I'm just trying to get over bronchitis here three weeks, so I do apologize. But if you have downloaded this episode, that means you're interested in the versus episode. It is Eric versus myself. I am going to be representing Jigsaw tonight, and Eric will be representing Suburbicon. And we're going to try to convince Ed on which movie he has to see. So we've done this before with All Eyes on Me and uh, Detroit. Detroit? So this is part two of our Versus episode.
2: Wait, was it? no, it was Detroit and uh, something
0: I thought it was else. All Eyes on Me. No,
2: All Eyes on Me was else. It was Detroit and... Oh, I was just looking
0: at it, too. Doesn't matter. Dark Tower? Oh, yeah, Dark Tower. It was Detroit and Dark Tower, yeah. yeah My yeah. bad. So. Well, uh, so anyway, so thank you so much for downloading, guys. We really do appreciate it. But we're going to get kicking off right here in the show. Um, let's see here... Uh, I'm going to do this with Siri tonight. I don't know if you guys can hear it. You probably can't. Eric, do you want heads or do you want tails?
2: Uh, I will take tails. tails number He'll heads.
0: take tails. I will say, Siri, flip a coin, and we'll see. And okay. Hey, Siri. Flip a coin. Tails. You got oh. tails there,
2: Eric. <clears throat> okay. Suburbicon. Let me ask you already off the bat, Ed. How much do you know about Suburbicon?
1: How much do I know about Suburbicon? Wonderful! Uh, it's directed
2: by George Clooney. <laughs> it's written by the Coen Brothers and maybe a few more bros. Doesn't really matter. You get the Coens. Sounds on it. awesome. And you have a nice cast. I mean, just like obviously within that family. So you have uh, your Matt Damon is in it, obviously, and then obviously there are secondary characters that I've seen before in Coen Brothers movies. Uh, kind of thugs or henchmen type thing. Julian Moore's in it. Oscar Wilde is in it, who I uh, is one of my top favorite actors right now. Oscar uh, or Oscar Isaac? I'm sorry. Uh, I say Oscar Wilde. Jesus.
1: Oscar Isaac. Yeah, you did. You did.
2: Anyway, uh, so a great all-star cast. I don't know too much about this movie going in. I just know that who directed it. It's George Clooney's. Uh, one of his is it his debut? Or Actually, I probably should look that up before before I uh-huh. I had done that. I don't think it was his debut, was it? Oh no, he did Leatherheads, Goodnight Good Luck. That was in terms of Dangerous mind. So anyway, he's back at it again, but under the uh, under the te- the tutelage of the Cohen brothers, who uh, listen. I, I I think it's a dark comedy. This is what the Cohen brothers are kind of known for doing now. There, and at first I thought they were just trolling Hollywood for a couple decades, but. Now it seems very clear to me that they've sucked George Clooney into their fucking spell, and they love to make these dark comedies. Um, I don't know who, who, um, who enjoys these dark comedies. End of sentence, I guess. <laughs> uh, but it's they keep on making them, and it's um, they're not really anything. I don't know, not anything new. I feel like they, they tried to do a whole lot of... Anyway, what I'm trying to say is the, the shit s- starts uh, in 1950s suburban. It, like, there's this whole kind of reel of 1950s propaganda film where come to the suburbs where, you know, your mailman's white and so are the fences type thing. Uh,
0: so is some milk.
2: Yeah, it, it, the movie starts with did you see the new neighbors? Hey, have you seen the new neighbors? Hey, have you seen the new neighbors? And it's a, well, African-American couple, a black family that moved in, um, and the the white suburb doesn't take too kindly to it. They're all kind of, whoa, whoa, look at that, what the, hey, darling, what's going on over there, type thing. And as you would with that old, good old-fashioned racism, uh, in the 1950s that they're so well known for, right? Um... Sure. What the movie does well is show the ridiculousness of the attitude and the maybe the demeanor of the times, and that of also a white family. Um, what it didn't do well was tell one story. I George, I think this movie would have been a lot better if you had just told one story instead of doing this whole racist thing. Um, It really wasn't needed in the movie at all. Okay. Uh, The story that, because my theater experience, uh, I had a very unruly uh, audience, and there was some talking that went back and forth that involved myself. I had to to tell these people to be quiet, and Usher got involved, and at the end of the movie, um, it got awkward really fast. It got awkward real fast for me because I, it, just, it just did. I, because of this fight that we had in, in the theater because people were talking. But that, that kind of ruined the movie for me. Um... Either way, the movie tried to tell the story. I don't, can I tell spoilers? Should I, should I just go all in? Or No, no, I can't. Please do, yeah. No, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. It. Please I'm do. Try, I'm trying to sell you on it, though, right? Oh, I guess so. Basically, new neighbors move in. It's getting real awkward. Then we meet the family, um, which is Matt Damon. It starts pretty quick with... They're being people who are coming into these these, these home in, intruders. They're, they're coming in, these two men. And there are these uh, uh Moore plays twins. Um, one mother who's in a wheelchair and her sister, her abled sister. Uh, and then there was the kid. Uh, the movie starts with these men coming in the house. They tie them all up. Um, they kill the mom in the wheelchair. And... Yeah, and this kid kind of sees it, and it's, it's, it fucks him up. The, why they did that, though, is because, and this is typical white family fucked upness, I guess. And nobody can see my air quotes when I did that. Uh, um, but they're trying to claim on the insurance fraud. They're trying to claim life insurance so that he and the other Julianne Moore, the sister, can live happily ever after and get all the insurance money and start a new... But Oscar Isaac, the insurance agent, smells something fishy, and, you know, slowly but surely, in, in pure Cohen brother fashion, including fashion, in a dark comedy, things slowly kind of fall apart. And that's the comedy of it, is in the errors of this, of, of taking this, this plan that Matt Damon and Julianne Moore were, you know, set to kill their, their sister or wife, get insurance, and then how their plan slowly falling apart. That's, that's the comedy of it. While this okay. is going on, their that they new neighbor, they're they're increasingly getting harassed throughout this movie. It starts with just people wait loitering outside their house. It increases to them making noises. It it gets more to like picket fences. It it gets bad. The climax is when they're like throwing a Molotov cocktails at their house and and car and shit. You know. Uh. Yeah. Jeez. The the end of the movie. Is kind of like. I don't know. Again, it's a domino effect. Everything just kind of falls apart. Just doom to doom to doom to doom to doom. Very predictable. This happens, this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. Everyone dies. Movie's done. One last shot to show that the black family is the only normal family in the entire white suburb. And pan out. <laughs> and clip end. That's the movie. Um. Sure, that's the story. I, I, am not, I'm not selling it too much, but frankly, it wasn't a bad movie. I was just disappointed. Have you ever? Okay. Have you ever? Go- I, I said this. I'm telling people all the time. Have you ever gone to a meeting, and it was like a two-hour-long meeting, and then after you get out, you're just like, well, we could have done that in, a, in an email. <laughs> yes. That is this movie. This movie was hour and forty-five minutes. This movie could have been done fifteen minutes, easy. Could have been done an easy fifteen minutes. There was, um, and again, typical of these fucking Coen brothers in their in their movies as of late. If they're not taking it directly from like a book or like Homer's The Odyssey or some shit like that, <laughs> they their characters often lack substance. I don't feel anything for them. You know, I, I, I don't care for them. Um, it worked in this movie only because the kid in this movie stole the show. I felt for him because I didn't feel for anyone else in this movie. Really? Yeah. So this kid in this movie who who's obviously going through this horrible traumatic uh, experience... Steals the show. He's a great actor. Everything is well-acted in this movie, as you would expect. It's believable. Uh-huh. It's on point. The, the scenery is great. It's 1950s. So that part is great, but it's our 44-minute movie, 45-minute that felt like three hours. Um, that's, oh. what I, that's basically what it is. It's not George Clooney's finest. If you're a fan of dark comedy, then this, this is it. If you liked, like, Burn After Reading... Or like very bad things, I think, are some good movies to, to kind of reference. Then this might uh-huh. be a movie for you because, you know, it's it's ridiculous how these things fall apart. Or like the or like those coincidences that are like eye rolling of the effect. You're just like, oh, of course that would happen. You know, you know, yeah. or, or you know, cue in so and so. Oh, of course, perfect timing type thing. Uh, one of those kind of by chance. So that's that's it. That's my review of, the, of this movie. I would I see it again. I I would not. But um, take from that as you as you will. It wasn't the worst movie that I've seen. It did have good moments. And again, it's really well acted. Um, I felt. I, don't know, I feel like after it's done, when it said directed by George Clooney, I felt it would just been like you know like. Hollywood doesn't care anymore, does it? They're just like, yeah, go ahead, George, do it. just fucking do what you want. Just throw your name on it. I don't even think he directed just take it. it. I wonder if he just showed up and, and someone else directed it, and he's just like, yeah, I can just sit in this chair for three months, right? And we'll just put my name on it. Like, that's how this works. <clears throat> oh, that's that's a mean thing for me to say. I, I don't know what he actually did. Now now I'm being <laughs> petty. That's. That, that's my time.
1: That's, that's my time. Do you yield well, the, the remainder to... of your time?
2: Well, I mean, take it from me. Well, if, if you're a fan of dark comedies, then I'm sure you will like this movie. Like, more more that. Like, because there were people that did laugh in the theater. I, I don't know why. Like, it's one of those who are just like, this is the part you would laugh at. But, again, this is an audience that, like, laughs at dark movies or, or, or this, these dark comedies. And, obviously, there's an audience for it. There's not much of one. Uh, sure. But there it, nonetheless it is there. I don't know. I guess was Hail Caesar one or was that just like
1: that was I, that was one of those ones that I just didn't find funny whatsoever.
2: I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, again, these Cohen brothers I feel like I'm missing the mark on a lot of them. This one was clearly a dark comedy or George Clooney's attempt at one. I, I think I've said that. I think I can't repeat it anymore.
1: <laughs>
2: you know like if you're curious, check it out. Maybe it's on if it's on TV. I, you know, I can't even say that. J- Jordan, p- 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 get get in here. So I, I don't, I'm shitting all over this movie. I'm trying to sell to Ed, and you're just you sitting there just letting me do it. Get get in here and. No, oh, yeah. Tell me about Jigsaw. Oh, uh,
0: so I'm representing Jigsaw tonight. So uh, here we go. Uh, Ed, I have a few questions for you.
1: Okay. Do I like blood? In films, I love blood.
0: Do you love gore? I do love gore. Do you love love a stupid plot that makes no sense, but it's still fun to see people get get decapitated? No. (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, jigsaw's not for (laughs) you. So. Guys, this movie is absolutely horrendous, and I had to sell this to Ed, but I can't. Um, So I was really excited to see this, though, because the first three movies were just absolute gold for me. Um, The 1004, that is one out of many theater experiences that I'll never forget because of the ending, of course, of the first movie where he raises up at the end. And of course, number two we saw in theaters. Number three we saw in theaters. After number three, I was checked out. Yeah. After that, I watched on DVD. Just completely checked out. This movie, I'm not going to go in far detail like Eric did because Saw movies. So let me just piss on your parade. Place 10 years after the last Saw movie. And there's a okay. new jigsaw killer, Cat. There is a cult of jigsaw killers. Once one jigsaw killer gets captured or killed, steps in to take over the reins. So the whole point is their goal is to be like the stonecutters in The Simpsons. A secret society of jigsaw killers will always continue to go on until man does not exist, essentially. You have a group of people hitting trap that all know jigsaw somehow the original jigsaw killer one of the victims is was his neighbor another victim was a drunk driver who ran it over and killed his nephew you know what i mean one of them was a realtor like just all of these five people in the games oh in jigsaw's life okay Here comes the big twist. There's three twists in this movie. So, I said on this because I get confused. I had to read the plot when I went home because I was confused. So, while <laughs> all this game is going on, you do have, of course, the police trying to figure out who did it and blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Spoiler alert the main character of the movie, Nelson, the jigsaw killer. Just like in the other ones, you know. The, mm-hmm. You got to pay attention to the beginning, fellas. Because yep. you get everything there in the beginning. Uh, the second twist... Okay, so I lied. There's not three twists. There's the game that you saw with that game of the traps did not happen. It happened ten years ago. So oh, the yeah. Nelson character... Nelson character, who is the new Jigsaw, right? He's been Jigsaw for the past 10 years. What you saw was not modern day. It was 10 years ago, today, which oh, God. would be in 2014 because I went into a bunch of fans' websites. The websites have the Saw timeline go from 2004 until 2014. So you thought this was 2014, but it's actually
1: 2004.
2: Well.
0: That is is, is heartbreaking. Um, Wait a second, The last kill. I'm
2: sorry to start to kick off. When when did the original Jigsaw die, then? Because he he died in, like, three, right? Three or four?
0: He died in the third movie, but but those all took place within weeks to months with each other.
1: Oh.
0: Okay. Why? That's why. I mean, uh, if you want to go in order, um, the last Saw movie takes place like a year after the first one.
1: Yeah, we're going to need a chart on that one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) So, so, um, But the reason why that I'm gonna sell it to you, Ed, on this one is simply this: Uh, the kills are fun. Uh, It is, which makes absolutely no sense. This movie you think is in modern day, but it's not not in modern day. It's ten years ago. Kills with lasers. They wouldn't really. You know what I mean? So it's. You know what I mean? So it's like, but it was cool though. This guy had like a, this guy like a Venus flytrap on his head were up in the air and the lasers <laughs> a were closing penis down. penis trap. No. Pretty much. Closing. So, I mean, you had some interesting kills. It just, the kills didn't make sense because the kills in this, in this movie were so much more elaborate compared to, it just doesn't make sense in the timeline of the movie. But okay. But this again is a flashback as John Kramer's Jigsaw, he's back in it He's been dead since the third movie, but this is the eighth one, and he's back in it. (laughs) So, I'm just going to say this one point, just completely different, but if you're going to reboot a horror franchise that's just deader than a doornail, do what Cult of Chucky did. Be reviewing that movie in the future, and this is not a spoiler, but in the Cult of Chucky all in the Chucky movie comes to fight Chucky. because you literally just franchi- spoiled the
1: whole movie <laughs>
0: That's the first I'm not trying to it spoil it
1: me. but I'm not trying to spoil it but the Titanic sinks in the end yeah.
0: <laughs> obvious is that if you're gonna go ridiculous and make an eighth movie in a franchise that has not been around since 2011 do it if you're gonna go ridiculous go ridiculous have the killer be jigsaw's bastard son that we never knew he had or something you know what i mean like why would you ever do this and uh so i guess my sell to you is ed saw movies you're not going to get anything that's different okay so so now it's your turn ed should you go see? Oh. Well,
1: here's the thing. I mean, you both gave pretty awful arguments towards both of these. Oh, movies. Oh, yeah. They so Both sound pretty horrible. Like neither of you were fans of these movies. Nope. And you know, I, I I have to say, I going into the weekend when we were talking about the movie to pick. I mean, I was more I was more excited about Suburbicon simply because of. Everything that Eric had said, you know, I mean, you got George Clooney, you've got the Coen brothers, you know, you've got Matt Damon, and it actually looked like in the previews, in trailers, it looked like it could be something that was, you know, pretty decent,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I had, simultaneously, I had zero expectations for this for Jigsaw. I, I, I've seen the first couple of Saw movies, and I, I liked the first couple, but after that, they were just horrible so having zero expectation for that movie and having it met said level of expectation versus having a high level of expectations for Suburbicon and then having severely disappointed you know I, I think if I had to pick based upon that I mean I would have to pick the Jigsaw movie only because it le- it met said level of expectation or disappointment. Like it was, you know, it's like you go into a restaurant that is ser- is serving $100 steaks. You expect that $100 steak to be fucking great. Or you can go to McDonald's and get your dollar cheeseburger. If you go into that restaurant with a $100 steak and it tastes like it was cooked at the Applebee's down the road, huh? you're going to be extremely disappointed. Whereas you know what you're getting when you go into McDonald's for that, you know, quarter pounder with cheese, you know, same, same thing. The level of disappointment sort of, uh, sort of spoiled it. Eric, although you did a great job of explaining the movie and you, you gave it in its entirety. I mean, I, I have to, I have to side with Jordan on this when he, he won based upon the fact that he had the shittier level of expectation.
2: Well, here's the to thing too. I, I was gonna say before you before you go in, I was just like, uh, Jigsaw is an hour and a half, and the other movie is an hour forty five, <laughs> and uh, that yeah. al- that already alone, that if you could save fifteen minutes of your life for that, yeah want would say it's already worth it. I mean, uh, the the reviews. Uh, IMDb is giving different. Re- I mean, obviously, or, or uh, actually, a lot of the, most every review site is giving it in favor to Jigsaw. I I would do the Ooh. same. If I had a choice, I would definitely not want to go see Suburbicon again and and go see Jigsaw. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, and again, like I I feel like Suburbicon could have been. A lot better. It it could have delivered a lot more if it decided to take a few things, a lot, I'm sorry, a lot of things out and focus a bit more on on a few other things, whether it be their character, uh, uh, the characters that they had, or maybe more of a tension-building scenario. But this is a dark comedy. It's not going to be for that, Otherwise, it would have been a drama instead. and In in that case, I just explained to you a movie that didn't know what the hell it was. Jigsaw knows, uh, at least Jordan said, knows exactly what it is. So, that's basically what it is. Um, Jordan decided to go kill himself, everybody. Apparently.
1: I have no idea where he went.
2: So, uh, we'll we'll leave it at that, then.
1: All right. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening to the great show that we have here. You know, Movie Guys Podcast, we always appreciate everybody uh, that downloads and listens to our episodes. You can find us on Twitter at Movie Guys Pod, uh, of course, Facebook Movie Guys Podcast, and of course, MovieGuysPodcast.com. Or, uh, you know, always podbean.movieguyspodcast.com. So uh, thank you, everybody, so much for, for the downloads. We greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to send us the feedback on social media, like we said. And uh, everybody have a great week. Thanks. Night.